Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Agri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know but no he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise making a story making sure his click stays up that means when he puts it down talks picking it up let's go Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verse? This dude is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from a death This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% Sick and he's spitting fire and might Got him out the dryer, he's hot Found him in Fort Minor with top But a f***ing nihilist porcupine He's a f***, he's a the type Women wanna be within rappers Hope he gets Eight years in the making Patiently waiting to blow Now the record with your notice Taking over the globe He's got a partner in crime This is equally dope You won't believe it Great, especially when you look at the, the way the wind was blowing the last two days And, you know, the wind was kind of blowing in on Friday From, from right Maybe from in center to the to the pole there, it's killing things right. And then it, it it went away in about the third inning. So then the, the stadium got a little jumpy. So realistically, you know, all weekend the ball was flying. So uh, hats off to the pitching staff. They've they've done a good job. They did a great job last weekend too. And you know, it started with the two lefties on Friday, and then what went on yesterday. Freshman closing and freshman closing again today. I mean, that's some stuff you can build off of. And and and. Gives us more, some more confidence and, and some options on the weekend. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. All right, welcome in. It is a magnificent Monday. Thank you for being with us. Christian Weaver, the Wizard, Wes Moore. And Justin Acre, that was Dave Van Horn talking about the pitching staff. Arkansas is still piecing it together, but effectively over the weekend. Sweep for baseball over Tennessee. Sweep for softball in a non-conference tilt with UAB. And a spring game that had its moments as well under a sunshiny start in Fayetteville. So, plenty to recap from over the weekend. We'll have Bubba Carpenter on in a little bit, thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. And we'll talk about the NBA playoffs. Christian will have a little report from that. Injuries ruling the day, unfortunately. But we will, uh, injuries and road teams. But we will talk about uh, all that coming up in a bit. But let's focus on the Hill. And, uh, you know, we were sort of joking around about Sunday. We seems like we had a couple of references to Sunday. And I was like, well, then you can be there for the sweep. That'll be great. Yeah. Didn't actually think they were going to go sweep them. And amazingly, Arkansas got off to a very poor start in both games, giving up a solo homer <laughs> to start Friday and Saturday. And yet they storm back for victories in both. So that was nice to see. And then certainly not as dramatic on Sunday. Arkansas got off to the good start on Sunday and held on. Friday night I'm watching it. And, uh, you know, no Jared Wagner, first of all. That was the other thing. 
we 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 thought he was going to be able to play. He's a tough dude. Hairline fracture, no big deal, right? Well, apparently he's going to see a hand specialist, and Coach Van Horn said he could be out three to four weeks. They want to get that thing healed up and and uh, want to make sure it's not a long-term deal or any longer than what three to four weeks is. And so anyway, they had to move some guys around. They moved Jace Borfin, who normally plays right field, over to left field where Jared Wagner plays, and they put Kendall Diggs in the starting lineup from DH to right field. And Diggs isn't uh, the quality of an outfielder that Jace Borfin is. Jace Borfin would have caught that first home run on Friday night. There's not a doubt in my mind. He goes up and catches it. It hits off the, the yellow uh, part of the fence and bounces over. And Kendall just didn't get there in time and tried to make a catch and just didn't do it. And I'm thinking to my and he, and he was close. Kendall was close Friday night to catching it. And, I, and, and I'm thinking, gosh, just an inch here, an inch there, and that ball's caught. And then later on, there's another play that's just an inch away. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of those nights. Nothing is going Arkansas's way. Yeah, they're going to lose this game. And I don't know where the negative thoughts came from because I've been very positive about this baseball team because they're so good and the depth is so good. And they did, man. They came storming back, and then the same thing happened on Saturday night. The guy hits a solo home run. I'm like, well, good, because they, yeah, they're ready to go. And I heard Phil ask Coach Van Horn Sunday before the game, are you okay with it if he hits another leadoff home run? Because you're two for two and winning him when he does that. And Van Horn kind of laughed, and he said, no, we want to get this guy out. Well, yeah, not having Wagner was certainly concerning in the way the first inning started. But I will tell you this, man, Tennessee helped a lot. Tennessee was sloppy. They should have turned to play, yeah. double play at second base, and fumbled it around, and they had a couple other mistakes. They had a base running issue. I mean, there were all kinds of things that happened. And Arkansas, you know, kind of goofed their way into one, and one of the weirdest outs you're ever going to see when they're running, you know, guys back and yeah. try to cut a guy down going to home from third. I mean, it was a whole whole mess of a weekend. I mean, those first couple games had some sloppy moments, but, you know, it worked out well for Arkansas. But again, man, the offense is carrying them, and Caleb Cowley continues to be the story for me. That guy is continuing to make great plays at third, and his bat is, has come alive. Borfin has got maybe, if you watch his slow motion swing, he's got the prettiest damn swing you've ever seen. He is so good. He's so smooth. He's like a robot, dude. He's like Iron Byron. It's it's amazing watching that guy swing and he put a lick on that shot over the weekend. And uh, Arkansas has continued to hit bombs. Uh, Josenberger got one yesterday, so the streak's still alive. You know, I, I say uh, John jokingly, kind of tongue-in-cheek, tracks the, the three-point thing, which is n- not a significant deal to me at all. But the home run streak is pretty cool. I mean, that's something to kind of keep an eye on. I don't know how long yeah. they'll keep it going, but it is pretty neat. And Coach was talking about the win, too. It was a very, very windy weekend in Fayetteville. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that impacted some of those shots. Well, it says a lot about the team. You, you were impressed with the offense and the hitting. To me, the story was the the pitching. I was so impressed that they were able oh. to hold Tennessee to that few runs. And you look at what they did. They're basically piggybacking. You know, you get a starter go six innings, and the, you, you get Hagen Smith come in and pitch three. Then the same thing. You get Gage Wood the Friday. That you know, Saturday the freshman comes in, Dude. was lights out. And then awesome. yesterday they ended up using three. Um, because they didn't get as many uh, innings out of their starter, but you know they're getting some long relief outings from their bullpen, and that man, that's huge. The way they're coming up and stepping up, and it's freshmen or several of them are freshmen. They're getting this done. I think Carter thought he was going to throw on Saturday, but didn't, and obviously gave him over four innings, four and two thirds on mm-hmm. Sunday. So that was great to see. He was really good. I was hanging out with his grandpa and mom and dad and, and the whole crew um, on Saturday. We saw them, and they they were expecting him to be the first guy out of the pen, and obviously good move going with Wood, who was fantastic um but dylan carter really pitched well yesterday as part of that uh three three headed monster i did not expect bobby to pitch on sunday or start on sunday i guess that was not what i was expecting Mm-mm. so i mean no. it all worked out fine no. that's what's killing me or, you know it's it's great to me is again you don't have wagner who's arguably your best hitter and you don't have you know their pitching rotation really worked out you yeah. still don't have your best closer and you're really using smith in one role basically you've, you've limited him to one role um, or maybe if they needed him on Sunday, he could have thrown some. I don't know, but but anyway, I mean, it's it's amazing to me what they're doing against quality opponents while they're still figuring things out. That's pretty cool to see. I was surprised. Dave Van Horn said Friday night he didn't think that Hagen Smith would be available Sunday, and, and I thought he had three pretty smooth innings. The pitch count wasn't that high, and I thought, well, maybe he can come back and pitch the ninth if they need him. I guess maybe they didn't need him. I don't know if he ever got up and was warming up last night, yesterday late. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because Fouch came in and, phew, I mean, he he closed the door and they didn't need him. But 
I was a little surprised that he, he Hagen Smith wouldn't have been available for Sunday, well, at least according to Coach. Yeah, it's good seeing the young guys step up for sure. Here's Coach on uh, Carter and five from Sunday. Really, really gutsy performance by Dylan Carter. Uh, and I wasn't sure exactly how many pitches. I knew he was near 70. But really, you know, we had him up and down a couple times yesterday, so that counts as pretty much pitching. And we just felt like that he kind of got better there in the in the eighth. Probably think, I mean, we were thinking that's ah, probably it. And then he, he wanted to go back out. and had a really good, really quick eighth. And uh, I think he just ran out of gas. And then, obviously, Christian came in and, you know, he's one of the younger guys we had left in the bullpen, but we we just you kind of got to you had to go what your eyes tell you. You know what, what you see and what we've been seeing is Christian's been throwing good, been throwing better than some other guys, and he's hard to hit. That's helpful. <laughs> like that in the pitcher, huh? Yeah, throw strikes, don't walk anybody, yeah. and he's hard to hit. So that's a pretty good combination right there. Keep them off base, they don't score. Yeah. Um, and Hagen Smith, our guy, you know, seven strikeouts and ten batters faced. You, you talked about the crews. I mean, he. I didn't realize. I didn't realize how many strikeouts Wood had until after the game was over, six or eight or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't remember what the final number was, but uh, Hagen to me Friday night was electric. He looked. Yes, he looked like a big time starter. And even, even the guy that got on base was. It was a deflection off of a glove. They almost made the play. It didn't. The ball didn't get out of the infield. Um, he. They couldn't hit. I mean, they couldn't put the bat on the ball mm-hmm. i mean that's how dominant he was and he he just he he looked like he was having so much fun out there just the way he would throw a pitch and they weren't even coming close to hitting it well it was a good sweep for arkansas again you know arkansas completely outmatched uab and we thought that that might be the case and the only thing i was disappointed in was saturday we had tickets for softball and because of the rain delay pushed it back to about a five o'clock start and baseball started at six, and we were kind of kicking around. We're like, okay, we're going to go over there and watch two innings. It only ended up being a five inning game anyway. But um, we decided not to. So I, I was kind of a bummer. I hate that we missed out on that. But the baseball games on Friday and Saturday were great. And those who went Sunday got great weather and had a great time. I saw quite a few pictures from my friends who were up there. And the crowds obviously were really good. And I thought it was, uh, there's some good Tennessee representation too. But obviously it was a pretty electric Arkansas crowd. You know, outfield was jammed, and it was good. It was really fun. And. Uh, pretty good natured, I thought, and you know, give Tennessee credit. I mean, they they gave themselves a chance early. They just couldn't sustain it. And Arkansas is just a better team than they are this year. They're just not as they've got. And that, that was the other thing too. We've seen this in a couple of games. They've been able to get over on the best pitchers from the opposing yeah. team. You go back to the LSU series, yeah. and they didn't beat him specifically. He didn't take the loss, but I mean, they were able to win a game that he threw in. And that's uh, you know, the, the offense has certainly stepped up when they needed it to. Now, this is a team, and you you hit it. I was the one thing I was disappointed in, and I really a disappointment's a bad word. I expect more out of a Tony Vitello team, and Tennessee was sloppy. I mean, even the first, you know, you go back to Friday night, it's a double play ball that the shortstop just takes his eye off, doesn't catch it, and now all of a sudden, instead of two outs, basically innings over. You got first and third, then the catcher throws it in the center field, mm-hmm. run scores, and then all of a sudden Arkansas hits two run home run. It's three to two, just like that, and you get those two runs back. And it was because of Tennessee mistakes. Yeah, I'll tell you this: you know they haven't, they don't have the rule in college like they do in the pros. I'd like to limit the number of throws over to first. It there was one situation and the the pitcher went over there like five. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, dude. First of all, your catcher can't throw anybody out, no. so it doesn't matter how big a lead he has. They can steal on you at will. And then it got ridiculous. He did it like five times in a row. We're you know we're booing and like, come on, just throw, dude. And then like he wanted to change the balls out. I'm yelling at the kid. It ain't the ball, bro. It's you. It's you. You're the problem. It ain't the ball. Just throw the thing. So it, on and on it goes. Then he tries to go on that stupid first to third move, which, by the way, when's the last time you saw a pitcher fake to first and throw to third and get somebody out? He had the kid dead to rights on a good throw, but yeah. he didn't do it. And you see it so rarely in games that obviously wasn't very comfortable in Arkansas. I'm scoring. I'm like, oh, that's what you get. Yep. Just throw the ball, son. Van Horn was asked about that, and he said, that, well, they were setting it up. That's why he kept throwing it to first yeah. time after time after time. Then you notice the, the coach, pitching coach came out there. And they had a little talk. They came back. At, he came back out, threw it to first one more time. Then they did the first to third move. And, and coach said, "You know, they had him. He they was did. picked off, and he threw it away." And we, you know, but that's another 
error for Tennessee. That I mean, think about that. Yep. Instead of picking a guy off third, you throw it away and he scores. Mm-hmm. That's a huge play. It was. Uh, I want to thank the Comfort Inn and Suites and our uh, buddy Matt Allen and uh, and and obviously the whole the whole crew over there. The Allens are, are great folks, but I appreciate them uh, put us up over there at the Comfort Inn and Suites. That's a great spot. I had not stayed there before. It's kind of adjacent to where we a lot of times are at with the Holiday Inn. But you are smack dab in the middle west. This is truly a sandwich. Sometimes I just say that, but it actually is sandwich away from Sassy's. From JJ's and from Walk-Ons. I mean, it is the perfect spot to stay on Weddington. And there's also a really good little Thai, Thai place that's right down the street that you can hit on if you are uh, looking for some grub. I mean, it's such a convenient location. Cannot beat it. Yep. If you're going up there for a ball game or for the weekend, that's a great spot. But I uh, want to thank them and the folks at the Comfort Inn and Suites. It's a great, great spot to hang out. Um, football this weekend. There were some guys that stood out without a doubt. Isaiah Satania, as advertised. You know, and again, you always base this on, like, hey, look, they're going up against your guys, too. So it's like, well, if the offense is making a play, that means the defense didn't make a play. So I, you always have to sort of balance that out. But I thought uh, the guys that stood out to me were Satania. I thought Bakke was very physical as a receiver. I thought he really made some nice plays. And then, um, oh, my gosh, Rocket Sanders was absolutely filthy, just violent. I mean, there was one where he planted a defensive back into the turf, running it off the edge. He is uh, he's running angry, and even for spring football. And they were tackling, except for, obviously, the quarterbacks. A lot of times they would stop it with a thud, but I don't know. The only thing I would complain about, and it was good to see guys make plays. It was good to be out there. It was a sun-drenched start to the day before the weather moved in, and we had some, some issues with the softball start, but... You know, and again, and I'm not saying do it because everybody else does it, but you look around and, and I mean, what does 21 to 17 really mean? It doesn't mean anything really. It depends how you stack the teams. But I'm like, why not build a first team offense with the second team defense and then a first team defense with the second team offense and make it kind of a game? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had this whole spring period evaluation. I don't understand why you don't do some kind of game type thing. And right. even if you only do it for a half and then you want to go situational and all that, that's fine. I don't know. It just to me, it takes a bit away from it a little bit. But it was still fun to watch guys make plays, and we're learning a lot of new guys, you know, with the receivers, and you know, see if the tight ends will make some more plays with Enos, you know, calling the plays, mm-hmm. and obviously how comfortable is KJ look with the new OC? And it sounds like they've got a great relationship from some of the comments I read over the weekend. But I just wish they would have more of a traditional format. It's not a huge deal. Yeah, it was fun to see the guys anyway. But I don't know. It'd be nice to see some legitimate numbers. Plus, I mean, look, I don't want them to tackle the quarterbacks. But it wouldn't be bad if they wrapped them, especially with guys as big and strong as KJ, as elusive as Chriswell. There was a play where Chriswell threw a touchdown that was like 65 yards in the air that went for like 70 yards, and they blew it dead. And he barely got touched by a guy with an outreached arm. I'm like, you're not getting him down on that. Yeah. So, you know, that, that and I get it. you got to protect him, and that's fine. I mean, in, you, injuries are like the last thing you, you want, and you don't want anybody getting dinged up. But I, I didn't love the format. I wish they would go to, to kind of more of a regular game type thing. Last week we brought up the you know the, the discussion that some of the coaches uh, I guess it was Hugh Freeze is throwing out there he wants to have you know scrimmages real scrimmages against other teams other colleges during you know as your final spring practice and I think it's a brilliant idea honestly mm-hmm. I mean think I did not I, I didn't watch the game I, I'm, my plan is to go back and watch it but I don't know if they even want to go back and watch it you're not going to get much out of it it really is because I mean they did do some situations they do like third and short or third and ten yeah. Um, and then they did, you know, there's some special team stuff that they would set up. But, yeah, I don't know that there's a lot to glean from it. I mean, you're not going to say – I mean, other than Satania looked really fast and good, which how, we're not surprised by. How much better would it have been if they were playing A-State or Tulsa or I don't care whoever. What? How much more fun do you think it would have been? Exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Did they go for it on fourth – did you notice any fourth down packages? Not really. I mean, they didn't do a whole lot of that. What was attendance? Don't know that either. I heard someone guessed like 12,000. It's probably Would true. Would you go with that? Yeah. I mean, it was easy to get in and out. I'll say that. They had the whole west side closed. So it was just the oh. east side and the end zones. And uh, it was easy to get a seat. But it was good. I mean, again, it was the weather was good. And it was part of a fun weekend. So everything came up roses. It was a great day. Yeah, it was. Had a couple guys get dinged up. But I don't think that they said there was nothing significant. Yeah, there was one, the lineman from yep. Little Rock, mm-hmm. Marion Harris, mm-hmm. they're going to look at. And they're hoping that he was, it's nothing serious. Yeah, his knee was iced. He was sitting there on the training table. They didn't take him in or anything. So... Hopefully it wasn't significant, at least that's what uh, Coach indicated. If you want to join us, 661-1037. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line's open, 661-1037 as well. Asher Record Live Fan Feedback also, JW's up first. JW, welcome. How are you? I'm fighting these allergies. Yep. Hey, I got two things for you before I get into LSU baseball. First thing is first, I noticed 
a big, big difference in the quarterback backup play. It looks like these guys were ready. I don't know what Kendall Browles was doing. It looks night and day to have your third string look good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to belittle Browles or anything, but it seems like Enos is is getting the guys prepared better than than focusing on just one guy. I don't know what the problem was there, but I noticed that. I like a lot of people are saying when we go into a game, we lose KJ. I feel okay now. Yeah, I, mean, I feel better than I would have. I, I thought Fortin was really good, and I thought, that's, like, like that's I said, the main thing. I thought Chriswell the, would have made a couple more plays if they let it play out because he, they, I mean, as soon as he got a fingertip on him, they shut it down. I mean, Fortin looked like trash last year. I don't know; he just did not look good at all in any situation, and, and he looks like a totally different quarterback. Yeah. Like he was the ball that ball to Satania in the corner. That was sick. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just, Did you see that? Yeah, I saw the highlight. Yeah, yeah. It was. I don't know how he squeezed it in there. It was a great catch. It was a great throw too. And my second thing is on the LSU baseball. Did you see the interview where the kid lied to the coach to hit the ball? Uh huh. All right. The pitcher never gets in, and he had told the the pitcher, the kid for LSU, just don't go up there and swing. Just go up there, take a ball or whatever, get out, just get it over with. And he's like, coach. I used to hit nukes in high school. So he's like, ah, oh, nah, uh, oh. And so he told him not to hit. So he went ahead and swung anyway and knocked the home run. So, and during the press conference after the game, he's like, Coach, I got to be honest with you. I've never hit anything in high school. <laughs> that was my first time hitting anything. Yeah, and he was like, You lied to me? <laughs> you lied to me? It was, it was hilarious. Was that from this weekend? No, that was, that's old. That's I did like see that. two years old, yeah. three years. At the, that was at the SEC tournament. Old? See, that's why I hate social yeah. media. Okay. That was well, good. It was good, that. though. He said, I hit Thanks bombs. for the call. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I was like, okay, if you're bringing up something from three years ago, I get that. I, I will say to, to, to JW's point, I thought these comments, Wes, and I don't think they were necessarily a shot at Browse, but I thought it was a lie opening kind of supporting his position here. He said, as far as the relationship with the Enos, we pick each other's brain. Just go in there, get on the board, talk about different plays or what he's thinking on this play. He says, very fundamental guy, technical guy. We needed that. Hmm. I'm just embracing each and every day with him. So, again, I don't necessarily take that as a shot, but Enos has a little maybe different approach than Bryles did. And, look, the numbers speak for themselves. The Bryles offense was very effective. But maybe, you know, I'm excited. The biggest hope for me is... They incorporate the tight end a little bit more. I was sent this quote last week, and it's from Coach Pittman at one of his press conferences. He said, uh, quote, I've been really pleased with my new coaches. I think to a man, we've gotten, we've really gotten better. I think the changes that we have made have been a positive for us. Hmm. And some people thought that was taking a shot at his old coaches. I said, I said, you know what? Every coach says that. I remember Bielema say, when a coach leaves, it's a chance for us to improve, sure. and we feel like we've improved at that position. And I think that's where the fans, the coaches telling the fans, don't panic. Just because our OCDC, some of our coaches left, we're replacing them with quality guys. Mm-hmm. So I didn't find anything wrong with what he said. I don't see it as taking a shot at other guys. Yeah. But that is coach's way of saying, you know what? They're okay at OC and DC. Yeah. They feel like they... They've made some good moves. I think so, too. It's 1028. If you want to join us, come on. Uh, We'll talk a little more football. We'll hear from Coach Pittman on the other side. And we will be hanging out with our friends from Guatney on Friday out at the uh, the Ryan Miller Golf Tournament out at uh, at Greystone. So we're looking forward to being around our friends over there. Saw a few of those folks over at our golf tournament recently as well. So we're going to support them because they were supporting us. And they will support you as well in the process of buying a car. And if you are in the uh, market for a Silverado, there is no brainer on this one. It's uh, easy. 0% interest financing on the 22 Silverados, the 1500s, equipped with the TurboMax engine. So get out to Guadney and take advantage of that 0% interest. They're also doing great deals on Equinox, under 3% for qualified buyers. And that's a vehicle that's uh, very versatile, good, good gas mileage, and uh, easy to get in and out. Also, great pre-owned vehicles. Good enough for mom at Guadney Chevrolet. And uh, take advantage of the great financing options. They're also still actively buying cars. And for the remainder of the month, we've got uh, just a couple weeks left here. 
in April. Sales tax is paid by our friends at Guadney Chevrolet for the month of April. So take advantage of that if you can. If you're in the market, go by and see him. Uh, there was a special guest in Fayetteville this weekend as well, and I had a chance to bump into him for a second. I'll tell you about that. Talk a little more football on the other side as well. Stay with us. Brokers presents First Team All-American and BB native Hannah Gamble when she joins Morning Mayhem every Tuesday on 103.7 The Buzz. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. It was a big weekend for Arkansas Diamond Sports. First, the Arkansas baseball team swept their newer nemesis, Tennessee, in a three-game set. 5-2 on Friday, 6-2 on Saturday, and 7-2 on Sunday in front of capacity crowds in each game. The number five-ranked Razorbacks improved to 29-7 overall and 11-4 in the SEC. They have a game-and-a-half lead over the LSU Tigers in the SEC West. Arkansas softball had lost three of their last four coming into this weekend. They took care of that as they swept the UAB Blazers at home. The number 11 right Razorbacks scored 22 runs on the weekend and only allowed one in their three games. They are now 31-12 and 12 overall and will face off against Texas A&M Commerce at 4 p.m. on Tuesday at Vogel Park. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. It's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class, respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. David done here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. From the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, you're in the zone. Want to get into the show? Call or text 661-1037 or leave a message on our live fan feedback. Now, let's get back into the zone. Big old tires. We'll take care of you if you need some new tires, new set of tires, or just one tire. Don't forget about our friends in Captain Conway. It's Big O Tires. Great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, they have the Big O Tire. And they do a lot more than just tires. If there's something wrong with your car, you need some work done on your vehicle, need some little maintenance, that check engine light comes on, Big O Tires can take care of that, too. In Cabot, they're on Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. Go see our friends at Big O Tires. That's the team we trust. Breaking news out of the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles have made a long-term commitment to Jalen Hurts. Christian, are you shaking your head back there? Five years, $255 million. The Highest paid player in NFL history. By what standard? I don't know. Because uh, I thought didn't uh, Mahomes per year? Okay, per Mah- year. Mahomes. Yeah, I think he's of... making fifty-one million a year. Yep. Half a billion. As a uh, Washington fan, 
I like this. Yeah. Don't don't buy Jalen Hurts, huh? It's not necessarily that. He will not have the supporting cast that he has had around him these early parts of his career because he's making too much money. Mm-hmm. $179 million in guarantees, according to CBS and ESPN. So, uh, pretty good year this year. 22 touchdowns, 6 picks, 66.5% and 3,700 yards. And he gets paid. Good for him. And he's a dual threat. I mean, got, he did a lot with his legs, too. No doubt. Uh, now, when you look at highest-paid quarterbacks, Dak Prescott has fallen all the way to tied for seventh with Matthew Stafford and Daniel Jones, by the way, with the Giants. <laughs> so that contract that seemed ridiculous at the time for Dak and $40 million a year is the norm. I yep. mean, it's not even – I mean, it is the norm. There well, now that – you know, Patrick Mahomes, when he got his contract, is like fifty million a year. That's insane, and yeah. now it looks normal. Yeah, um, that's this, what quarterbacks make. This weekend in Fayetteville, uh, Derek McFadden was in town, and it was funny because they played the "I Got That Wood" clip on the screen yeah. while he was there. And of course, Gage Wood was on the mound on Saturday, so it all kind of tied in nicely together. And Gage Wood wasn't quite Darren McFadden dominant, but he was pretty darn good. There's no doubt about that. So after the game was over, we ended up over at, uh, we went to walk-ons and had a bite, and then we went over to JJ's to watch some music. And here comes Darren, and I don't remember who he was with. It was an old teammate. But anyway, and then I saw Terry Prentice in there, too, who runs the NIL program up in Arkansas. And I went up and said hi, and just real quick, just said hey, and then I went and sat down. I wouldn't bother him. And then, dude, steady stream. Couple gals, couple guys, four-pack four of people, couple people from over here. Picture, 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 autograph, picture. DMAC, gracious to every single person, all smiles, stood up every time, very, very pleasant. I mean, at some point, you got to be like, look, can I just have a beer, please? Will you leave me alone? He is so awesome about that. I thought that was so cool, man, because I know he gets it a lot, especially when he's in Fayetteville. And they'd only stayed for, like, one drink. I'm, I'm sure. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. Yeah. But it was just... I thought it was really cool the way he handled the fans when they came up to him. And I know he's he's always been like that when I've been around. But I just thought, you know, late night. It's been a long day. I thought that was really cool. I did not know he had a son that was being recruited. Who has the coolest name in America? What was it? Diesel? Diesel McFadden. You want some of that? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I saw John retweet that. I guess he was on a visit to Illinois. Boo. And he was like, Arkansas has got to get him. Yeah, get off I'm him. like, yeah, I, I didn't know he had a you know, kid that age. So, that's yeah, that's cool. Uh, I saw the picture of, uh, I guess he was sitting in the AD's box out in uh, kind of down the third base, first, first base line. He had a handful of former players up there with him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I thought that was awesome that he was back in Fayetteville and it was a great weekend for him to be back there. Well, I love DMAC, but he is not going to help Arkansas win any games this fall. Isaiah Satania, however, is. And Isaiah is also going to be. I'm not saying it's going to make me go to a track and field event, <laughs> although I'd like to go to a track and field event. I love track and field. But Isaiah Satania is something. And he was he was the star of the game of the day. He had a couple long touchdown catches, and the one that was squeezed in there by Ford. And again, I don't know why he threw it. It was really well covered. And he put it in the only spot that Satania could catch and still finish in bounds. Which, by the way, I got a little concerned. There is not, when you run as fast as he does, there is not a ton of space between the back end of the end zone and that little wall that juts out out of mm-hmm. the north end zone. Mm-hmm. And he kind of slid into the wall after he made the catch. I was like, dude, this is a little scary. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. But anyway, he was impressive. Coach Pittman talked about Isaiah and the other receivers from uh, Saturday scrimmage. He's made great strides this spring. I think, you know, he's made. You know what? How about K.J. Jefferson talking about Isaiah and the receivers? He's made great strides this spring. Uh, he's really embraced it. Uh, the whole receiver room has really embraced the competition level. They come in each and every day ready to work. So in that room, is just iron sharpening the iron. And I'm glad Isaiah got a chance to uh, showcase his talents today, his athleticism. And uh, he made some really good catches down the field and across the middle and stuff like this. I mean, I mean, we always knew that Isaiah had the potential to play in his league. And just being able to just showcase his talents today is just really just amazing. was amazing indeed. He was quite good. Um. Yeah, defensively, I mean, the write-up in the, in the Democrat Gazette, Bob Holt wrote up something about the defensive ends. It's just so hard to tell what's going on. Um, and I thought they got a pretty good push at times. You know, they ran a couple of stretch plays with, with, uh, 
with Rocket that looked pretty good. And like I said, he shoved the one defensive back down, which was mm-hmm. kind of the ooh and ah play for the day, other than yeah. a couple of the catches that were really good. But um, And then Fortin, too, like I said, I mean, not just the throw to Satan, but there was a couple of times where you could tell he's going through his progression, squeezed it in between a couple of defenders. I mean, I thought he made some really nice really nice throws, and JW was uh, heaping praise on the backups. And you can tell, obviously, you know, we know Chris Will's got the athleticism and the arm strength, and he's going to be another another good piece of the puzzle behind there. And then, you know, he didn't see much out of the freshman, but uh, Malachi, I think, will be, you know, again, he looks the part for sure. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend, they got a, a commitment for a quarterback from Little Rock, or I guess North Little Rock, uh, Grayson Wilson from CAC. Oh, yeah. Committed to the Razorbacks, and he's the class of 2025. So it's not this year, the upcoming class, but it's the next class. Uh, but they've been on him for a while, and I think this was like his third or fourth visit up there. But over the weekend, he committed to Arkansas. So I thought that was really cool. They possibly have their quarterback of 2025 already in the bag. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. He's a bigger kid, six. Is he? Six? Yeah, and he's. Uh, I don't know. I can look it up, but he is um, a tri-sport star. He's a basketball player for CAC. Plays baseball. I know we're, we're going to go out and interview him today. Uh, he's playing baseball. Six three one ninety. Gotcha. So he's playing, uh, doing does all all the sports. Very yeah. good. A very good athlete. There was somebody else I was thinking about from the other day. I don't know. I saw um, Richard also tweet out that the uh, kid from Pine Bluff, Courtney Crutchfield, that we watched at the state basketball tournament, mm-hmm. he's going to announce Friday where he's going. And then the uh, big kid from Little Rock Mills, Collins, the defensive yeah. tackle, he announced he's also committing on Friday. Both were in Fayetteville over the weekend, so Razorback fans are excited. Both uh, both those guys have offers from – I mean, uh, Collins is, has offers from Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, the top of the top are recruiting both these kids. Great. And they're both uh, going to commit Friday. Somewhere. Somewhere. Hopefully Arkansas. Yep. Gotcha. Um, okay, so a little bit more from the game, I guess, and uh, Coach Pittman from over the weekend coming up. Let's touch on what happened last night or yesterday, I guess, in the NBA. And the Bucks were shorthanded because Giannis, I guess, took a spill, hurt his back? Or yes. was his back hurting and, him before uh, that? The Heat were broken-handed as Tower Hero broke his hand. He still scored like 15 before he went out? Yeah. And then AD is injured for the Lakers? Uh, AD came back, okay. so I think he's good. But John Morant is injured. Yes, and Josh said he... his status is unlikely. I don't know. What? Yeah, he sounded like... He said he was in a lot of pain. What was it? Has he got a wrist or something? Yeah, he hurt his hand also. Okay. So anyway, let's uh, whoa, take it easy. Give me a recap on what uh, what do we what do we see yesterday? We had three road teams out of the four win yesterday. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Lakers, Miami, and the Clippers all won. Okay. So uh, did you see Russ Westbrook get into it with a fan? I did. Yeah. It, what a weird layout for a stadium. It looked like he walked into somebody's living room. It was odd. It is odd. Why is the fan back there? Well, no, that's the suite. That's like the fans area. Oh. And apparently that's where they, it's a shortcut to the locker room, and they have been walking teams through okay. there. I'm guessing they're going to change their policy after the interaction yesterday. Probably. And I don't know if that fan had been saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff to him during the game, or if he just said something to him when he walked through there yesterday. Also, did you notice the guy's kid was eating a steak with no fork or knife? He was just like <laughs> trying to eat a steak hand? off the plate. It's <laughs> like he had the plate up to his face. I'm like, oh. first of all, you need to focus on your kid, bro. And uh, leave Russell Westbrook alone. Anyway, Russell did not play particularly well, but he did make a great defensive play at the end of the game. He played really well outside of scoring, but he shot so poorly that it didn't matter. Uh, by the way, the Boston Marathon just ended, or at least the, the winner just crossed the line. There's a lot of people who have a long way to go yet because this dude does in like two hours. It's insane. Anyway, carry on. Um, so, really the storylines yesterday were injuries. Of course, we talked about John Morant being injured, Tower Hero being injured. Tower Hero is going to miss the rest of the playoffs with a broken hand, so that doesn't bode well for the uh, Heat. I thought I read Spolster said they're going to evaluate. He will not play the next game. They said they'll evaluate after that. Did they? That's what I I read. I heard four to six weeks. Okay. So if he's missing. That could be an update. So if he misses four to six weeks... Yeah, he ain't going to make the playoffs. Gotcha. You're not going to play in the playoffs, and they're not going to make the finals, so there's not even a chance. But Milwaukee, uh, they don't get Giannis back. They could lose, but I'm going to bet that Giannis plays. Has that been a problem for him, or is that a new thing? Uh, I think he's been having a little bit of back issues this year, but... I think I undercut and fell on his tailbone. Yeah, it was a tailbone. He fell on his tailbone. That hurts. Yeah. You guys ever fell on your tailbone? It really sucks. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. 
Well, last it was last year in the playoffs. They had to play without him for a while, and that's when Thanks Bobby stepped it. up and they they played well without him. And then the other big on the title run, they also played yeah. a little bit without him. Without him, I think they closed out the Hawks. Yep, you're right. Without yep. him, and then Giannis, of course, came back and was incredible in the finals. So, but I think they can get past the Heat even without Giannis. But it'll be a little scary because Jimmy Butler is really good. <laughs> and then um, if Memphis is without John Morant. Lakers take it in four games, I think. I think they sweep them. Hmm. They can maybe get one game. Yeah, I was thinking Lakers in six, even if he does play. Yeah, that's possible. Um, and then Clippers stole one from Phoenix. What sucks is Paul George will not play in this series. So Could you mention, we should talk about Reeves for a second, about his fourth quarter yesterday. Oh, yes. He went on a uh, 9-0 run by himself and basically buried the Grizzlies. They couldn't come back after that. The storyline in that game, besides the injuries, was the Lakers role players. Rui Hachimura had 29 points. Saw that. And Austin Reeves had 23. And Bane about it after the game. And he was like, that's basically our game plan. If, if you can beat yeah, us, fine. Yeah, yeah, and they're that like, was their game plan, and they didn't adjust to it. Well, I, they said no. He's going to have to prove it in game two, too, and, and then in game three. So I know they Reeves, feel like he's he's got to beat them. Yeah, maybe he does, and maybe he can't. But Reeves is a legit scorer consistently, so like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't he, try to let him get turned loose. Reeves is going to get paid this offseason. I'm not sure if the Lakers can do it, but hmm. we'll see. Um, lost my train. Oh, LeBron James. A lot of people made a acted like he was having a really bad game, but he had 21-9-11. He just wasn't scoring as much as LeBron. Awful. You expect LeBron to score. Yeah, one um, rebound away from triple. Uh, Denver, Minnesota is practically over. I don't know, I don't think without uh, Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels, Timberwolves can do anything. So that one's probably going to go four or five games. Did Rudy do anything? No. Uh, on Saturday, Philadelphia beat Brooklyn. Boston is going to sweep Atlanta. I don't think that that game's that's going to be interesting at all. That's the worst playoff series. Boston, Celtics, Atlanta, okay. Yeah, yeah. Celtics, Hawks. It's just not going to be close. New York and Cleveland. New York pulled yep. the upset over Cleveland. Cleveland. It's, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Cleveland's really good, but they uh, they just didn't play well the other day. If um, <laughs> come on back. If uh, Giannis can't go for some reason. Let's just say the Bucks get out of there. Do you like the Celtics in the East? Yes, if Giannis can't go. They're the betting favorite anyway, right? I thought the Bucks were. Okay, it's been back and forth between them and Boston. Okay. Yeah, Bucks played better in the second half of the season. Is there a oh. wild card in the East for you? <clears throat> well, Phil, I mean, that's the thing about Philadelphia-Boston. Oh, yeah. They would meet in the semifinals where Milwaukee, if they get past Miami without Giannis, they would get New York, New York or Cleveland. So, advantage Milwaukee right. as far as... You know, matchups. The difficulty of their semifinal matchup. What do we have today? Uh, today we have. Let me pull it up. In the first game, we have Brooklyn and Philadelphia, which Brooklyn, you know, they traded Kyrie and Kevin Durant, but they're still pretty good. Mikael Bridges has been playing like a superstar since he went there. I think he's averaging 27 points per game. What time is that game? That game is at 6:30 on TNT, and then in the nightcap, we have Golden State and Sacramento at nine. And that's probably. Yeah, that's the best first round matchup. Yeah, team. Malik Monk went off on yeah. uh, six man, came in with thirty. I think he had 30, 30. 31, something yeah. like that. And uh, him and De'Aaron Fox combined the for seventy points. Yeah. yeah, combined. And you know, Golden State. I didn't realize this. I was listening to it on the radio. They they were one of the worst teams in the NBA on the road. No, their record is putrid. It was it's like five and thirty something. Detroit and then whoever in San Antonio. Had the worst records on Teams the road. Teams that are actually bad. Yeah, yeah, who were really bad. It was just Golden State dominated at home, was able to skate by with a terrible road victory, but yet they were the favorite to beat Sacramento in the series and move on. But they're going to have to win on the road. Well, I think a lot of people kind of look past them being horrible on the road because they they are a dynasty. They've been well, or they've done well in the past postseasons, but. Uh, this year's Golden State team is not as good as previous year's Golden State teams, and a lot's been made of Sacramento being horrible on defense, and they are. They're one of the worst, they're bottom three defend, defensive team in the league, but they also have a historically good offense, and Golden State's not as good on defense as they have been in the past. Take a break here, and I want to remind everybody to be safe out there for yourself and for others. Arkansas's law enforcement officials have announced they're conducting a drug-impaired driving enforcement blitz. 
from today through April 20th. Drive high, get a DWI. It's an intensified effort to crack down on drug-impaired driving. Similar crackdowns are happening all over the region. Up and down the highways and roadways, they're going to be looking out for people who are impaired. During the drive high, get a DWI blitz in Arkansas. Officers will intensely look for folks who are driving impaired. Drunk driving, bad. Drug driving, just like it, is illegal in all 50 states. So, be smart and safe out there. We don't want you to get in trouble. So, uh, again, you know, don't uh, don't use and drive, please. That would be great for everybody, including yourself. Be smart out there. And uh, be safe as well. It's 1049. We are back in a moment. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. Hi, I'm just a of the Arkansas basketball team. Bell & Sword & Conway has everything for gentlemen at a great price. Everything that a man would need. Shoes, a huge denim selection from AG, Page, 34 Heritage, accessories, and gifts. Pullovers, shirts, and sweaters. Bell & Sword, quality men's clothing in the store. The only store with a tailor on staff for your custom needs. Bell & Sword, 1016 Oak Street in Conway on Facebook and Instagram. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great. I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham. Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at 1.9%. And how about no payments for three months? Plus, those with storm claims in Pulaski, Cross, or Lone Oak Counties may qualify for an extra $1,000 rebate. See dealer for details. Oh, that was fun. Now let's go visit El Dorado. Is that in Saline County? Should I turn here on Cantrell? Never mind. Let's just go visit Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers for the group credit. Crawfish season is finally back at Eat My Catfish. We've got fresh, live crawfish, and all you have to do is just add the fixins. Be sure to come see us or order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. The Parker Gill Foundation believes a combination of prevention and recovery efforts are vital to ending opioid-related overdose deaths. How can you help? Participate in their golf tournament at the beautiful Greystone Golf Course, April 22nd. Not a golfer? You can make a cash donation, sponsor a recovery team, a hole in memory of someone that suffered from addiction, or donate a raffle item. Help save lives from overdose in Arkansas. For more details on the tournament or the foundation mission, go to parkergillfoundation.org. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acri and Westmore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. He's on his way back to the locker room. He just... He, thought, well, he, he, ran, he ran right to the locker room. Here's Butler. Might be a dislocated finger the way he's running. Now he's back on that sideline holding on to it. As you can see, staying in the game. Oh, now he's going to fire a shot. <laughs> and put up and through... Oh, he is in incredible pain, as you can see. He was headed to the locker room. They said, no, you can't. They, they sent him back out there. And they'll check him, and we'll check him as well. There's Hero. 
diving for the loose ball here. Just on the he ran off the point. So you got to stay in, and then he takes the shot with that bad hand. All right, 10:54. That was the description of Tyler Hero trying to tough it out with a broken hand yesterday, or at least try to get out maybe with a broken hand. Christian, it seems like you could have got them to stop the game. I know there was only like 30 seconds left in the half, but you're like, dude, my hand's broke or something. Yeah. Um, a few items here on Asher Record Live fan feedback. I can't imagine trying to shoot a three with your hand broken. Mm-mm, me either. Scott says, Tennessee is not very good at this point in the season. Was mm-hmm. a good Arkansas sweep. It was. To Wes's point, the I don't know what was stranger, the gimmicky play trying to go first to third, which you never see, or the lack of uh, defensive acuity that we're used to seeing I from mean, a... total air, I was, was going to count six? it up for the weekend. Yeah, it was three on Friday... Two Saturday, one yesterday. Is that right? I didn't see the. I didn't see the total yet. I only watched a few innings yesterday. Once they were in control after the first couple innings, I quit watching. But uh, I'll double check that. On the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, uh, any news on Hunter Dickinson from Michigan? That's from Nick. You hear anything on him? I, I know he was visiting Georgetown in Maryland um, for officials. Is he from that area? I mean, why? Why would you go to Georgetown? Seems like yeah, Maryland. he's from uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Okay, that's he's where he's going back home. But I have not heard anything of like visiting Arkansas. Who's coaching there now? Where Georgetown? Um, that I don't know. It's not Ewing. No, it isn't. I know who isn't. I just don't know who is. I'll look it up. That seems like an odd fit, though, or it seems like an odd place to go with a new coach, unless they've got a whole bunch of talent that we're not aware of. Um, I'll look it up. What else you got? Uh, this is from T-Dub, and it's a technical question about baseball games on the app. He said, last couple weekends working around the house, sometimes it'll connect, and it'll work flawlessly for about three or four innings, and the connection just drops, and I get nothing but the recording about living within 75 miles of the buzz. He lives in East Ham, which is about 20 miles north or, or from downtown Little Rock, so he doesn't know what the issue is. Yeah, check his location services. Tell him to, if you're listening, check your location service. I, I haven't heard any complaints from anybody about any issues of late. And I usually get a, I used to get a flood before we redid our app. I will say this: um, when I listen to the app on Wi-Fi, like and say I'm at work mm-hmm. in downtown Little Rock, and it's fine. And then when I leave and and I leave the office, physically leave the office, and it goes off of Wi-Fi to over the air signal. Sometimes it, it it like freaks out my phone and my location services, and I have to basically shut it down, then restart Reconnect. it, and then I'm fine. So maybe I'm just this is my hypothesis that you're working outside and you lose your home Wi-Fi and you're going to over the air and that's what's causing it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sense. Just that, something to check on. Yeah, if you leave Wi-Fi or enter into Wi-Fi when you're using a streaming app, it's going to stop it and you'll have to restart the yeah. process. Okay, good. Uh, Ed Cooley is the head coach at Georgetown. He's a good coach. He was at Providence from 11... Oh, remember that was the whole thing because he went from yeah, one, one league school to another. That's right. He's a good coach. Yeah. Anyway, still... I don't know, I can't see going there right now for Dickinson, who can go basically anywhere he wants. Maryland's a little odd because it's in conference. Yeah. Also, another place you don't really want to go, I don't think, right now. What about getting the Dallas Cowboys to scrimmage, the the practice squad for the Dallas Cowboys to scrimmage the Razorbacks? I don't think that'd be illegal. Yeah, yeah. couldn't do that. And the practice squad only has, like, 15 players? Yeah, 15. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for playing another school. I think that'd be fun. Even if you just did a half. And then just did whatever you want to be on. The, I don't care. Whatever. I think it'd be cool. Uh, it's 10.58. We are done for the hour. We'll be back. The Red White Report, Bubba Carpenter will join us both on the other side. And uh, we'll get into whatever you want to get into. 661-1037. That's our phone number. Hit us up on Asher Record Live Fan Feedback through our Listen Live button. And uh, we will return after this in the zone. Twin Peaks? Sign up for their e-club to stay up to date on all things Twin Peaks and score free stuff. Signing up is easy. Just visit TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Club to get started today. Are you looking for a job where you can have a ton of fun and make great money? Twin Peaks is the team for you. They're looking for Twin Peaks girls, cooks, bussers, barbacks, and more. Text WORK4TP to 85000 